You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters Massard, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thank you for coming back to the show. If you have not subscribed, I suggest that you do that right now. Hit that subscribe button. Share this information with all of your friends and family, your coworkers. Man, there's so many people out there that need to know about this information. And we have an exciting show for you today. We are going to be having a guest on our show. I told you guys, I promised you that I would have experts on our show. And today will be one of our first experts that we're having to the show, someone that I've been friends with with a super long time, or I should say for a super long time. He's funny, love the guy, and he'll be coming on very shortly. But, you know, since we're going to be talking about taxes, ooh, the dreaded taxes, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about with you guys is I still get this question. And a couple of years ago, what happened is, is that they stopped reporting tax liens, public records, judgments, things of that nature to your credit history. So no longer will a tax lien actually show up on your credit history. So that's really important for you to know and understand that if you're going to embark on purchasing a home or you're going to get a loan for your business and you may have had tax problems in the past, the only way that you're going to be able to find out if that information is actually public record is to pull public records from Prentice Hall and or to have a title company pull public records so that you can see what's being reported. There's no way to get away from taxes, okay? If there is a lien that is filed against a piece of property that you have, that is called a clouded title. So what happens with taxes is, is that they're always in first position. When you have a tax lien or when you have back taxes that you're actually on a payment plan to pay back, and that tax lien is recorded or reported against an asset that you own, they are always in first position. So let's take a scenario. So if someone is actually buying a home and it's your home that they're purchasing and you have a tax lien filed against your property, that means that your property title is clouded, meaning that until you pay off that tax lien, that lien is still going to stay on the property. So they're in first position, meaning they want to be paid before you get paid. So if you're selling a home, what will happen is, is that out of the proceeds of the home, they will get their money first, and then you will get your money after. It's really important to actually check and see if those things are recorded or reported before you get a loan. And a lot of the times when you're working with a bank or you're working with a mortgage broker, they're going to pull a credit history and they'll be able to ascertain or understand if you have something like that showing on your credit report. But what happens in the event that you have a tax lien or a judgment that's showing on your public records and it's actually reporting incorrectly? Can that be fixed? Absolutely. What is one of the things that I always tell all of my students? Get it in writing, get it in writing, get it in writing. I can't tell you how many people I know that actually go through the whole process of either doing an offer and compromise with the IRS and or being in a payment plan with the IRS. And when they make their last payment, they misplace the paperwork that states that the lien has been released. 
But the great news is, is that even in the event that you've lost the paperwork, public records keeps that information and you can go to the courthouse and request another copy. You'll have to pay a small fee to get that, but you can get another copy of the release documentation showing that you have been exonerated from those taxes. They have been released and talking about judgments. That particular judgment has been released. You no longer owe the debt. And you can submit that documentation to your broker. You can submit that documentation to the title company. They will record it and then it will be released. And no longer will the title report be clouded and you are free and clear to sell your house. You are free and clear to get a loan, et cetera. So I think that that's really important information. And again, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, where can I find this information if I'm not buying a house? Well, there's this great company out there called LexisNexis. You can look them up online. They're a great company. They have all kinds of information on public records, your background. You can pay for a report and you can look and see what's being recorded and reported out there on you. So again, that company is LexisNexis. You can go online, pull a copy of your credit report. You will hear that a lot of attorneys actually use that database and system when they're doing any type of research or collaboration with other attorneys on different cases. There's a lot of case law in that particular system, but also it's a way to do skip tracing and finding out information on one's background. So important, important information. Okay, so moving right along, thank you so much for coming back to the show. We're so excited about our show today, as I said. And as you learned, taxes no longer show on your credit report. But exciting news. Like I said, I have my guest on the phone. We have Jeff Becker from Winningham Becker. And I've known Jeff for a long time. Not only is he a handsome guy, but he's a funny guy. And let me tell you a little bit about Jeff. Jeff is one of the founding partners of Winningham Becker and Company. Winningham Becker and Company is a 50-person accounting and business management firm that caters to high net worth individuals and closely held companies, primarily in the entertainment and real estate industries. Welcome, Jeff, to the show. Hi, Angela. Uh, Just to clarify... Did you say handsome or very handsome? Very handsome. I, I will correct okay. that. <laughs> Just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I have some interesting questions for you today, Jeff, and I hope you will play right along. So one of the things I always like to ask my guests when they come to the show is, you know, tell us what is in the day and the life of Jeff Becker. I mean, what does it look like to be you? Well, first of all, it's not easy. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but but you sort of say, okay, here, here's I'm going to start my day. I got my list of ten things to do, and maybe I'll get to two of them if I'm lucky. And you're probably saying, wow, Jeff, you're you're either really slow or, or really dumb, and both <laughs> may be true. But, but the truth is that there's so many interruptions and so many urgent projects that take priority of, over my list that things just you know. They, they don't get done the way they should. So a, a client may call up and say, hey, I just got my uh, offer accepted for a new home, and now we're putting everything aside and helping them work on a mortgage. Or sadly, a client once called up and said, hey, my house burned down. What do I do? So, oh, wow. Things like that. So you're, you know, you're the chief bottle washer on top of doing everything else is what you're saying. 
Pretty much. Wow. Well, you know what? I can honestly say because I have watched you all of these years and, of course, even before I started to get in business, you've been extremely successful. So everything that you're talking about is wonderful, but you are a success and I'm really happy to have you on this show and someone that's been actually a mentor. So just so you guys know out there, Jeff has been a mentor to me, even though it's not directly. One of the things that I always say is that I I watch what people do. There's that saying, I don't care what you say. It's about what you do. And I have seen Jeff be successful and I love working alongside of people like Jeff. So once again, Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show. So let's get to these questions that I have for you. So right, tell well, thank me you so much for those kind words. First of all, so yeah, appreciate it. of course, of course. So how long have you been a CPA and a tax expert? Well, I don't know about the expert part, but I graduated from, from USC in 1979, and I worked four years at Deloitte & Touche in their audit department, and then my partner, Larry Winningham, and I purchased a five-person accounting firm at Van Nuys, and I've been here ever since. We, we moved to Woodland Hills, and, and uh, it, it's been a nice ride. Wow. Yeah. And you guys have a beautiful office where you can see all of the valley up there. So kudos to you and your partner. Um, What would you say is the best part of your job? Like, what do you love the most? Yeah. Well, by far, the best part is being able to help our clients achieve their their financial goals and objectives. Could be buying a house, uh, helping their kids get through college, getting through an IRS audit or or creating a financial plan. Just being a part of the team is is, uh, very rewarding for me. Absolutely. And seeing them grow, because I'm sure that you get a lot of clients that are at the beginning of their career and then working for them for, you know, 5, 10, 15 years, you get to see their financial portfolios grow and you're actually a part of that. Yeah, it's it's, it's very rewarding. And, and again, the, the way I win is, is we, we, we maximize your wealth. And, and uh, as you know, a big part of that is, is taking care of your credit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, moving right along to some of the tougher questions, um, why does someone get audited and are there ways to prepare your taxes in a way where you're less likely to have a problem? Can you kind of dispel some mysteries on that? Well, that's an excellent question. And, and there's, a, there's a few reasons why you might get audited. Um, the first is just a statistical chance of being selected. There's nothing you can do about it. The IRS has their own secret way of saying, okay, we're going to pick every 1,000th return to audit, and it has nothing to do with the return. It's just the unluck of the draw. Um, Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> we don't like that. So we, we all have a chance of getting selected. The IRS really doesn't come down hard when they do something like that. Oftentimes it's a, uh, it's a paper audit. You don't even have to show up. Uh, at their office, you just do everything via fax and email and telephone. So it's, it's oh. really not that painful at all. Oh, okay. But but what the IRS is trying to do is, I mean, their goal is to make sure that each return is properly filed. And they will focus on certain areas that there are abuses. Uh, one of those areas is in the self-employed individuals who tend to be very aggressive in deducting expenses on their Schedule C. Um, oftentimes, uh, another area is, is the sale of real estate. You may have held the property for 40 years and they want to see proof for your cost basis and trying to get 
support for a home you bought 40 years ago and all the improvements and the kitchens and the bathrooms and the oh. pool you put in is often quite difficult but you know it's it's uh you have to rely on contractors and bank statements and it's it it can be and if, if you have great books and records it's wonderful and we always tell clients keep a separate file for your home improvements it just you just never know when you're gonna you're gonna need that received from 30 years ago. Absolutely. And when you're talking about um, taking deductions for certain things, are you talking about like meals and entertainment? Exactly. And and being able able to substantiate that for a self-employed person, for example, is key. And keeping books and records is is hurdle number one. If you keep books and records, and oftentimes what we'll do is we prepare the return with a potential audit in the back of our mind and say, hey, this is a bit of a red flag. Do you have support for this? And if they do, great. Uh, We're entitled to the deduction. We're going to take it. And if they don't, we say, well, if you get questioned, we're going to have a tough time substantiating it. So we make a decision, hopefully, before we even prepare the return, knowing that an audit could be down the road some, some period in the future. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I tell a lot of business owners that I work with is, you know, technology can be your friend as far as that kind of stuff is concerned. You know, even just using your Outlook calendar, guys that are listening here to the sound of my voice, you can put it on your calendar and say, hey, I'm taking Jeff Becker out to lunch today. Or, hey, I'm taking Jeff Becker to dinner at Spago's. And guess what? I'm going to take his whole firm. So, you know, there's definitely ways to document that information and basically what you're saying is, is that you're helping your clients see how extremely important it is to not only maintain documentation, but also maintain records over the years. Absolutely. Wonderful. Okay. Well, moving right along to our next question. Um, Do you think it's important to tax plan? (laughs) That's probably a laughable question for you, but please explain to our listeners. All righty. For, for us, planning is, is everything. Our, our clients hate surprises, and they want to know how much they're going to owe in taxes and when that, and when that money is due. Um, there, there's not, nothing worse than getting a new client who did not do any planning and then having to tell them, hey, guess what? You owe half a million dollars. Ah. They get really cranky, and then they blame me. I'm just a messenger. They oh, shouldn't be blaming me. They should be yelling at the prior guy. <laughs> but, but absolutely, planning is key, taking advantage of... Uh, whatever tax deductions might be available, whatever retirement plan contributions uh, are available, come year end, come certain dates, those opportunities, those windows uh, shut. So you always want to be thinking, where can we take advantage of a deduction? How can we maximize our wealth? How can we minimize our tax obligations? Awesome. And would you say that you meet with your clients about that either over the phone or is it better to do it like Skype or in person? Uh, it's it's all the above. We we constantly on the phone. Uh, we love to meet with our clients, uh, email, text, you name it. We're we're in constant communication. Okay. All right. Perfect. And you know, just going back to that question a little bit with respect to tax planning, what would you say are some big exemptions that come to mind and why? And I said, teach us, oh Master Yoda. <laughs> uh, well, two thousand eighteen. Was was a big year for for tax changes. There's a whole new set of yeah. rules, and 
and, and there's actually going to be fewer people who can itemize because the standard deduction has gone up so much, you get the greater of the standard deduction or your itemized deduction. Uh, however, you can still deduct mortgage interest on the first $750,000 of mortgage debt. Charitable contributions are still 100% deductible. Uh, there were a couple of big changes that, that affected uh, a lot of our clients. One is the deduction for state and property taxes. So, for example, if you made a million dollars and you paid 100000 in state and property taxes, you're now limited to a grand total of $10,000 in property and state taxes. So 2017, you got a hundred thousand dollar deduction. 2018, it's now ten thousand. Oh, uh, we, we all yeah. Ouch. So it, that that one hurt. Ouch. Yeah, Ouch is the correct response. Yeah. Um, we, we also have clients who are uh, in the entertainment industry, and these these uh, clients, actors, writers, uh, directors, usually have agents and managers and attorneys, and and they take. They, they usually pay these guys about 25% of their, of their earnings. So, for example, if somebody made $100,000 and paid their agent, manager, and attorney 25% or $25,000, prior to 2018, they would get a $25,000 deduction. Beginning in 2018, though, there's no such thing as an employee business expense. So now that same individual, that same actor, Reports a hundred thousand of income and gets zero deduction for these commissions. Oh my! So that God. one that one really hurt a lot of our clients also. So what what those clients are now doing is they're considering whether it makes sense to incorporate because if you have a corporation, you would report that hundred thousand. You do get to deduct the twenty five thousand in commissions, and then we just work on dealing with the net seventy five thousand dollars of taxable income. So again, the the tax laws really had a, a big impact on, on a lot of our clients. So again, going back to your previous question, it's really important to plan. Absolutely. Wow. That is really, really important information. See, guys, you, I told you how smart he is. You see that? You heard That's that? That's right. <laughs> Don't forget the very handsome part. That's either. right. That's <laughs> right. So now the next question I have is um, a little technical, I would say, at least that's what I've heard, is talk about 1031 exchange and how that relates to taxes. Well, a 1031 exchange, and another way, they, they also call these things like-kind exchanges. And it's all about deferring the tax on the sale of a piece of property. So if you owned a piece of rental property, for example, and you paid $200,000 20 years for it, and it's now worth a million dollars, and you sold it, and all you did was sell it and put the cash in your pocket, you would pay tax on $800,000 of gain. The way a 1031 exchange works is you take that 800000 of profit and you leave it in escrow and you hold it there and you use that money to buy another property. So if you can buy a property that's worth more than a million and don't touch that money, you have in effect deferred the entire $800,000 of gain. So it's a tremendous uh, benefit to be able to defer gain like that. Wow. That's, that's so interesting. So interesting. Okay. Now let's talk about giggling. Okay. So what are some of the things that people try to write off that just makes you say, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. What would that, uh, well, people always try to write, write off their wardrobe and they'll come and say, well, <laughs> this is the only place I wear, 
you know, these shoes. I said, well, it's, you can write it off if you are a clown and those are big clown shoes or it's a police <laughs> uniform or you're a, a ballerina. But if you can wear these clothes pretty much anywhere out on the street and people aren't going to laugh at you, it's, it's not deductible. But So we tell them no wardrobe expense. And then they say, well, how about, how about the fact that I have to uh, get special food for my pets? I said, well, let me think about that one. No, you can't take deductions <laughs> for your pets. So I tell them no. Oh, my gosh. But those my fur favorite babies. One, my favorite one, favorite by far, is when I ask for the de- for uh, a medical deduction figure, and they have to go into detail as to what each expenditure is. And I, I can only tell you, I, I think I set the record for, for listening to how expensive and detailed a colonoscopy prep might be so oh. that probably is my favorite one i i wish i could have you sitting right next to me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh wow okay all right well great well now we know now we know <laughs> now you know if you want to know anything about it you call me exactly now um jeff you and i have worked together for you know more than 20 years and can you tell our listeners a little bit about why you actually trust working with conquer and my team well, I think it's even, it's probably closer to 30 years. I know, right? You, you were one of, <laughs> yeah, but, but but that's not possible. We're only 29. I each know. Of us. What so, happened? I, what happened? Time went by so quickly. <laughs> but but I can tell you that I have worked with many, many, many financial professionals over the years. And when it comes to any credit-related issue, I've never met anyone smarter than you, Aww. more caring than you, more responsive than you and 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 your group the, your team is amazing you you treat every one of my clients that I refer to you as if they're the most important client you have and I get serious kudos for bringing you in, into their lives and I, I want to make sure you know how grateful I am to you oh well thank you oh man did you hear that friends out there I love that thank you so much Jeff I really appreciate that now, I know that I've asked a lot of questions, but do you have anything that you think of or that comes to mind for you that I may not have asked that our listeners actually need to know? Well, since this is a credit show, I thought I would add my two cents on the credit side. Yeah. And I'm sure you, you've mentioned it to your listeners many, many times, but understanding your credit situation is step one to any successful financial plan. Yes, and and having having an excellent credit report report is needed to get the best rates on a car loan, a home loan, and and even getting a job. Yes, I, I know when we hire someone before we finalize the offer, we run a background check on this potential new employee, and unfortunately, there have been a couple times where we changed our mind about hiring a person. I mean, their credit report says so much about them, especially when you're dealing in, in the financial world oh, like we are. Oh, yes, absolutely. We, yeah, we can't have, you know, people with, with a bad credit history handling other people's money. That's, that's right. That's not acceptable. Absolutely. Well, we have a show that's called Your Credit Equals Your Habits. So that's a really, really good point. And I love that you brought that up specifically because, like you said, this is a credit show. Now, Jeff, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, could you give our listeners how they can do that? Uh, they can either call me at 818-598-6525 or email me at jbecker at wbac.com. 
Awesome. Awesome. Now, listen, you guys out there, this is only if you are ready to hire Jeff. We don't want any looky-loos and we don't want any crazy questions, okay? Only the nice stuff. So I want to look you That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Jeff. It has truly been a pleasure. I thank you for all of the very important details that you shared with us about taxes. And I'm sure just based off of your experience that you have a ton more. So maybe we'll have you back on the show at another time. But until then, thank you so much for coming to the show. This is Angela Setters-Bassard. You're listening to Your Credit Today, and I'm out.